Nerd Podcast episode 107 with your hosts Tyler Dryblad and Sam Ginsberg. Here is Tyler Dryblad. All right. Hey, thank you, Sam. Uh, what do we have for everybody this week? We've got a self-service bar, uh, kind of a lack of diversity in the brewing industry, and also we're going to turn around and give the brewing industry a little attaboy for creating so many jobs. So those are the articles we will bring to you today. Just me and you. Listen, just us. Yeah, scheduling conflicts, and then I was like, anyone want to be on the podcast? And Brian was like, me. And then I was like, fuck that guy. I don't want him back on here. <laughs> I don't actually feel that way. I'm just curious if he'll listen, and that will get him to remark to me in person if he does. Right. Well, okay. That's all right. We're just going to we'll just talk about our own things, I guess. I don't have to pretend like I like any of your friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking Brian. <laughs> So, you probably told me what you're drinking, but remind me. Yeah, I have Amber, Right. Ace of Spades, Bet, Bet Nest. I don't, there's so many words on here, I don't know which ones to read. Amber Belgian Ale, but I think the Belgian part is like from Belgium, not like Belgian style. And I did a really, really bad job pouring, so it'll be a minute or two before I'm able to report back. But what I can review for you is, um... Totino's Pizza Rolls Zesty Taco Edition. Oh, no, wait. What is the difference between a normal roll and the Zesty Taco filling? Well, so three Zags went out of town. So, naturally, she provisioned me with three bags of pizza rolls. <laughs> um, so yesterday I ate 36 buffalo chicken pizza rolls. Oh my and my, my dinner today is 18 Zesty Taco pizza rolls. And probably, after we're done here, I'll make myself some more. It's not that I thought I would get too full, it's just that only so many fit on a tray. So usually pizza rolls are pizza flavored, but buffalo chicken, it's not like buffalo chicken pizza. It's just like, the word pizza is just part of the brand name, so like, can't throw that out. So it's just, it's a hot pocket really. It's a, sh- it's a shrunken hot pocket, and it tastes like zesty taco. Well, alright, I'd eat it, bro. A guy on a podcast I really liked, I really like, My Brother, My Brother and Me, which I've talked about before, Tried to do a pizza roll power hour. So basically... A pizza roll every minute? Yeah, one, one roll per minute for an hour. And it was like live while they were recording. And he made it like 28 in and he's like, I have to stop you guys. And the thing is that the most I, I can only make these in batches of 18. Yeah. But the thing is I ate my first batch of 18 in like four minutes. And like it was like an hour and a half before my next batch. But I also ate that in like four minutes. So I feel like I could at least beat his score, but I don't know. 60 is a lot. I generally feel like I could out-eat most people, but then I actually try it. Like, I see something on TV, I'm like, I could definitely do more than that. And then I I go for it, and I usually actually fail miserably. Like that time you did the cinnamon challenge? Like that time, well, I didn't really think I was going to be able to do that. I was just kind of forced to do it. Did you ever do the saltine challenge? Yeah, no, actually that I, I beat. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I mean, your mouth gets pretty dry, right. but also then it's just like, you just suck it down in sand, so that's not that hard, it just kind of rolls down into your gullet. Right. Yeah. Well, good on you, brother. Now I want you to imagine that your mouth is dry, like you just had six saltines with no water, and tell me what you want to want to quench that thirst with. Well, I'm going to quench it with Ballast Big Eye IPA. These are the same people that do that Sculpin line of beers, but I don't want to spend the money on it, because I don't think I'm going to like it that much. 
so I don't want to give them that much money. So I got Big Eye instead. It's 7%. Um, it's real dark, in my opinion, for an IPA. Uh, it's more ambery. Yeah, it looks like, looks like a red ale. Yeah, it's got a medium thick head. This is, a, I mean, this is a pretty traditional, like, American-style IPA. It's just big, bold pine hops right at the front, and not that much else, which some people really like. As I've mentioned several times, I'm not a piney guy, uh, so this is not really a beer for me. Real bitter, resty, like cloying. Uh, a lot of people like this IPA, but not Tyler. So you'd heard that had been recommended to you then? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I meant this style. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see yours died down enough to get at it. Yeah, I'm pretty underwhelmed. It does actually kind of taste like a fusion of a Belgian and an Amber, but I don't know. Amber, amber ales are pretty underwhelming in my experience. Just there's not a whole lot to it, so it kind of is a little bit of a watered-down Belgian, and Belgian already isn't, like, the most in-your-face flavor, so it's just, uh, it's really mellow, and I can see the use case there, but it's not what I'm looking for. Gotcha. Well, yeah, we had a big peak with everybody like this last week. We were bound to come on down. Yeah. Oh, man. So, it's been, everything, the weather has been really weird over here, because the whole state is on fire, so they're, like, evacuating people from a little farther north, like my town, because the air quality is so bad up there. It's been raining ash flakes. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been raining ash, like, in town. So yeah. there's... Cities are burning in Northern California, right, is what you're saying? So, well, so, so pretty much what you're saying is it's the Supreme Court's fault. <laughs> I assume it all started in San Francisco and kind of spun out from there. Yeah, God's wrath. Pretty much. No, but everything's been like walking a sepia tone photograph, you know, because there's so much smoke in the sky. It's really weird. So what do people use Instagram for? <laughs> yeah, they've been uh, they've been setting all the filters back to like mobile, you know. Because it just has to be different. Exactly, yeah. But uh, it's, it's very bizarre. Yeah, there are ads on the radio like, if you have a space in your home for a fire refugee, please contact us. Do fire refugees pay rent, or is that not how refugees work? I don't think that's really how refugees work. It's got to be tax deductible or something, right? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I think you're just doing it to be a good guy, which is obviously why I'm not taking anybody in. Right. Yeah. I have two beds that every night no one sleeps in. <laughs> I could take a nobody, refugee too, but... You, nobody sleeps in those beds but a uh, pile of ashes that were once dollar bills that you burnt in. <laughs> No, man, because then they lose their smell. Right. That new money smell, new money feel. Did you know that tens smell better than fives? And you know, you can't really get, you don't get that immediately. You need a whole bath of it to really get <laughs> that, because it's a, it's a subtle aroma, but it's there. Screw you. Yeah, I just uh, uh, just paid a lot of money to HSU for my next semester. It's going to be gonna be a rough month until I get paid again. But it's just a... Uh, just a one-year program, right? Yeah. So you're, you, you've you paid for half of it now then, right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah, my program starts in three weeks, actually. So you're going you're gonna to have mountains of content about your dorky nature shit? Maybe. I don't know. I hope I'll just bring back stories of people from my class that I really can't stand. 
so live, I'm getting a call from three, uh, missed call from three stacks. Oh, it only rang like twice, and I was like, she knows we're recording. So maybe it was an accident. Should I call her back? Yeah, call her back. Do what you want. Maybe she's dead. Three stacks just texted me. Forgot you were recording. Sorry. Oh, okay. So she's not dead. Well, she she wasn't when she texted me that. Or oh. or maybe she was, and her like captor knows a lot about like her and me and my schedule. But the, the good news there is that's a listener, right? It's gotta be. <laughs> yeah. Get, did you? What did uh, you just say? Get the stats. You cut out a little bit. Well, whatever. It's not that important. Nothing I have to say is that important. So. Let's have me talk more about the articles. From DenverPost.com, Denver's first self-service bar opens in Reno, which is some sort of, I don't know, abbreviation for somewhere in Denver. But That's spelled uh, R-I-N-O, not R-E-N-O. Yeah. They could just as easily be Rhino, but also spelled wrong, so it's not really any better. I guess closer to Rhino than Reno. Yeah. So, but the, the, the thrust of this article is that First Draft, a new beer bar in Denver, is going uh, bartenderless. It's just like a wall of uh, taps, essentially. And you pay at the front, and you get a little bracelet with an RFID chip in it. And that lets you pour up to 40 ounces of beer. And then once you have poured that amount, the bracelet like cuts off, and you have to go and prove your soap to get more beer. Which is weird, but well, yeah, if it, cool. it makes sense if it's it kind of makes sense if it's one person drinking forty ounces, but yeah. I assume that you're filling pitchers doing this. Then you're gonna fill I, you're gonna fill two pitchers and have to go back up. That's a pain in the dick. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe you get pitchers. It's just this is seems cool and not cool to me. On the one hand, I like. The fact that you can just go and get your own beer and you don't have to wait for a bartender and or deal with all the people at the bar. Because that's something I really don't like doing. Really don't like ordering my drinks at a bar. So this takes that away from me. But then I do think it's weird that you have to, like, well, I think it's weird that they are taking away bartenders. First of all, we need some goddamn jobs in this country. Wake up, America. And uh, also that they're making you like wear an RFID bracelet and you have to prove that you're sober to get more booze. That's weird to me as well. I, I think that a, a possible reason for that is that bartenders are kind of a built-in safety system. Because mm. I've never been so drunk that I couldn't get service. But I have been there sitting next to a really drunk guy who got really mad that they wouldn't serve him. And I was like, I'm really <laughs> glad they're not serving him. He's already way too drunk. Right. So maybe it's that, like, they're removing this guardrail, so they feel the need to put in a different guardrail. Right. That, I guess that makes sense. Also worrying is the fact that you can use this to mix up uh, whatever beers you want together, which I disapprove of. No, that's good business. Because you mix two beers that don't mix well, then you're like, ugh, this is gross, and you dump it out. It doesn't matter. I, you already paid for it, sucker. Yeah, yeah that's true. So I... I guess I would try this out, you know, because like I said, I don't like having to deal with other people who I didn't go to the bar with or at the bar. So I think cool not having to order. So there's actually already something kind of like this at the Great Dane, which we've talked about a couple of times before, I think. It's where uh, you get some free beer after Frisbee games. Yeah, yeah. So the Great Dane actually 
has a thing where at some of the booths there are taps. Really? And so I we've never done this, so I'm not sure how it works, but I think it's kind of like a, I think it works similarly to buying gas. I guess you can either give them cash up front or swipe a card and it just runs to it. I don't know how you get yeah. how you can tell them I'm done buying this now, but cuz we've never done it because you get two free pitchers after the game, right. so we're not going to deal right. with that nonsense. But I can see that being a good thing. So is it like several taps or just one tap? So I I think there are four, but I can't guarantee that they're different stuff. And also I'm I'm not sure how this works because I don't remember there being kegs under the table. So it could be that they have a really good system of lines. Yeah. But I I kind of find that unlikely. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait, how the fuck does that work? <laughs> so so maybe I'll I'll party hard there one night and get back to you on how that whole system is. Yeah, it's all just a big fake out. It's there for uh, decoration only. Maybe I don't know. They they do they end up having a decent amount of bachelor and bachelorette parties, which seems like a good use of that system. Oh, so you're you're telling me that actually dicks come out of there? There was a, a an extremely loud and annoying bachelorette party. So a bachelor party. Right, and. <laughs> They were all drinking out of straws shaped like dicks, and one of yep. them put put the straw down her boobs, like in her cleavage. And I was like, "Oh man, you are so unattractive." <laughs> just my main I, concern. I just I don't understand the the whole idea of a bachelor bachelorette party. I mean, I guess I get the idea, but I don't understand the appeal. It's like, yeah, I'm about to get married. I finally found the one person I should be with. Let's act like a total skankster to both male and female. And see, that's why I think that it needs to be uh, kind of less of a celebration of like, I'm going to look at as many titties slash wieners, depending on your sex, as, as I can. And it should be more like either, oh, I'm not going to get as much time out with my boys or out with my ladies as, as yeah. I would like. And that's kind of what, like we had, we had Dan on a month Two months, uh-huh. maybe? Yeah. And, and he he was, like, they didn't go to a strip club or anything. They went and, like, toured a bar and, like, got real shitty. And, like, that sounds dope. Just a bunch of yeah. dudes getting drunk. And, like, they, they did a brewery tour. Uh, my, my dad, friend of the show, Mitch, told me about <laughs> his bachelor party. And he, like, he told me that they just went bowling and, and had some beers. And I remember at the time being like, that's so lame. But now I'm like, I would so much rather do that than go to a strip club. Oh, so much. I mean, yeah. I would rather do Dan's thing than Mitch's thing, but I'd rather do Mitch's thing than the than the the stripping thing. Yeah, I also have no real desire to go to a strip club for much the same reason. But I think I probably will eventually do that one day. I was so close to going to a strip club once with enemy of the show Greg Roach, because <laughs> he he had gone through a breakup recently, and I was gonna go and be like a supportive friend with him. Yeah. And then at the last minute, I was like. I'm so sorry, I can't do this. Like we even went to, we even went to the ATM to get cash dollars. Oh my god! We were gonna go, and I was like, I'm sorry, man, I can't do this. And then we just went and got drunk and played video games. And I was like, oh, this is so much more fun. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe he just needed to see boobs. But that's it's super easy to do for yeah, he's, he's a lower free. price. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with needing to see some boobs. Don't get me wrong. I just say there is something wrong with superfluously spending your dollar bills that's it's just foolish right it doesn't it doesn't make any sense i tell you sonny what do you what do you okay and now the man's engaged so 
Did I did I save him from a, a, a life of sin? Yes, I did. End of story. Fact. If you guys had gone, you would both now be uh, addicted to crank. Probably. If I learned anything from health class. So, Dip, how's that beer coming? It's not good. It is not good. I don't know. I feel like this beer did exactly what it wanted to do, but it was just for somebody who wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way about every new Glarus beer, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So, article time? Yeah, sure. All right. This comes from mybeerbuzz.blogspot.com, which has a super irritating webpage. Anybody who works for mybeerbuzz.blogspot.com might be listening. I don't, I don't think anyone works for this. <laughs> yeah. This is probably somebody's hobby, which is, like, kind of cool. You know, we're reporting on it, so. I guess, plus, they must be making bank from all of the goddamn advertisements they have on their website. Yeah, they do have a lot of ads up. It's, like, impossible to read the article for all of the ads. But anyway, I want to give an attaboy to the beer industry uh, in general because from the National Beer Wholesalers Association comes a report that kind of summarizes what the beer industry has done uh, in terms of the economy of the U.S. And, you know, I'm not really an economist. I'm not sure how uh, reliable or just how impactful these numbers are, but some stuff jumped out at me. Like, overall, the beer industry contributes about $252.6 billion, which is about 1.5% of the whole U.S. GDP, which seems pretty significant to me. I was impressed. And also, brewers and beer importers directly employ almost 50,000 uh, people in America. Unfortunately, it says more than 70% of brewing jobs are linked to large and mid-sized brewers, which doesn't make me as happy. But hey, you know still kind of cool. A jarb's a jarb. Yeah, exactly. And uh, let's see, what else do we have? About 40% of the retail price paid by beer consumers ends up in tax revenue, which is also interesting. So we just have high booze tax? Yeah, I guess so. In Turkey, they have like a 200% booze tax, and their beer was still like 89 cents a can, which was nuts. What? What? You heard me. How are their overheads so low? Dude, I don't know. But it literally cheaper to drink the beer than to buy bottled water that's awesome yeah well it was a dehydrated three weeks for tyler i'll tell you that so again i don't really know what these numbers mean but like uh almost you know 1.5 percent of the whole gdp is taken up by beer sales that seemed kind of cool to me struck me i mean i think the the, the job parts is the cooler part the fifty thousand people yeah that's a good yeah. that's a good chunk yeah Oh, also, yeah, so that's only the people who are directly employed. It says here underneath it, the number of distributor jobs, so not directly employed by brewers, but, um, you know, if there wasn't beer, there wouldn't really be distribution. Uh, that has increased by more than 20% in the last 10 years, more than 130,000 people. That's a lot of people, too, you know? Almost 200,000 people being employed because of beer. Although we can't, we can't assume that distributors only beer. That's probably wine and liquor, too, but... I guess, yeah. I guess that's true. It's still pretty good. Uh, it's still pretty good. How many people are there in the U.S.? Uh, 30, 40, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> and they are all employed as beer distributors, huh? And many of them are large numbers of beer distributors, based on these statistics. Apparently. Okay. Well, you're super helpful. I mean, just Google it, dude. Yeah, I'm not going to Google it. I'm, I'm not eating, even that. I'm trying to eat pizza rolls over here. Why don't you just Google it? Ugh, this 
fear is making my belly feel so bad that I couldn't even eat your Zesty Taco Pizza Rolls if I wanted to. They're too spicy for you anyway. Oh, are they? Is that what the Zesty means? I mean, they're not that spicy, but you're so sensitive. I got such a little baby mouth. Speaking of baby mouths... <laughs> yeah? Oh, no, so that I was... This is I'm doing a volleyball-style segue. Oh. So I did the bump, and now you gotta spike it. You gotta take us somewhere based on baby mouse. I really, I honestly don't think I can. Uh, you just flubbed the spike. We lost the point. We lost the whole tournament because of you, Tyler. That was a skewed spike that you gave me. Ske- skewed? It was off-center. It was hard to compute. It's the poor craftsman that blames his tools. Well, I lose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just wasn't fast enough. Hey, did I tell you, you, you know, I complained to uh, United because they dropped me off at a, at a closed airport at 3 in the morning. Oh, yeah, and I was like, that's going to come with that. I got a, Beck and I both got $100 travel vouchers. Oh, nice. Did you yeah. get, did you get a heartfelt letter of apology? No, it was basically like, we're sorry, here's a $100 travel voucher. And I was like, good enough. Yeah, that's pretty good. It yep. makes me wonder, like... If I could complain about something much, much smaller than what happened to you guys, and still get that. Hmm. Like, maybe they don't even read them, and they just, they, it's an auto-reply of $100. Yeah. Oh, shit. Somebody's got to complain. Send them 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. They don't seem to know what they're doing anyway. Maybe they're also... That was pretty pleased. Yeah. In my, in my experience, all airlines are terrible at airline, except for Southwest, and they're just great at it. And I'm like, why don't yeah. you guys do this thing? They're so good at this. It's actually, I will tell you why they don't do it. Southwest, like back in the day when oil was still cheap, they were like, no way, this is going to last forever. And so they essentially like bought gasoline price insurance. Like if, if it ever goes above a certain dollar a barrel, like their insurance was going to help them out. And, uh, and it did. So unlike every other airline who had to cut back because oil was so high, Southwest could continue providing pretty decent service. That's interesting. So yep. they just have they have a little extra money floating around so they can afford not to be jackasses all the time? Yeah, pretty much. Dope. Isn't that weird? Good thinking, dudes. I know. Yeah. But yeah, it sucks. It especially sucks where I am because literally only United flies out of the airport near me. They are the only carrier. They can do pretty much whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got so fucked. I don't know if I don't know. I feel like tales of airport woes are not really that interesting of stories. But when I was flying out to see you, Tyler, I got uh-huh. fucked over a bunch of times. Yeah. And like I kept getting bumped and I kept flying standby. And I was like, Oh, that really sucked, but you know, these things happen. That's air travel. And like it was all largely unavoidable. For the most part. But then on the way back, I went to check in, and they were like, we don't have your itinerary at all. And it's like, <laughs> but I paid, like, a lot of money to fly back. And they were like, oh, did you get bumped on your way out here? And I was like, yeah. And they are like, oh, sometimes if they don't know how you got all the way out, they assume you're not coming back and cancel your stuff. Oh, my God. So it's like, fuck you. I didn't get any of my goddamn money back. You put yeah. me on these flights right now. And then they, they did, but I, like, barely made my flight out of Arcata. And, like, from there I was good. But just the whole time I was seething. The the thought process is our customer service is so bad that we can give them worse customer service. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's oh. crazy. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, I was so pissed off. But Wow. Yeah, well, he had a real difficult time getting out there. We'll just make sure he never leaves. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. But that's that's stupid and nobody cares, so we don't have to talk about my airfare woes anymore. Okay. We'll just uh, we're gonna do the last major article that I have that I have in that case. Okay. So this is another person who I, I'm pretty sure is not a professional, really, because it's from a WordPress account. Hey, man, we use a WordPress. Yeah. We have our own URL, but we use a WordPress to generate our website. Because we're classy and sophisticated. No, just because I don't know any tech people. Well, should you? Yeah. Do you get my hilarious joke? But anyway. I work for a software firm, Tyler. Do you understand my joke now? Oh, right. Because, like, everybody can do it, and you. Not me, though, because I'm incompetent. Right, yeah. So, maybe this person... Well, we're not, I'm not... I have, I agree with this article, so they probably won't end up like in the conjuring. But they're, like, on the same level, I feel like. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But this article is Color of Beer, Dressing Our Whiteness. And pretty much this person is just writing about how uh, overwhelmingly the people involved in the homebrewing and craft brew industry are white. And, you know, it's not like... It's not like the, the craft beer industry is made up of white supremacists or anything like that. But um, it, the article talks about how, you know, getting into home brewing and then home brewing to craft brewing is kind of a little bit income dependent, you know? So socioeconomic considerations kind of come into play uh, as opposed to, you know, or in the, in the aspect of who can get into this. And also craft beer six packs average about $12 for six beers which also could be a little prohibitive for some people. So it's not like the beer industry is trying to keep people of color out, but because of the economic entanglements, that's kind of how it's come down. So it, it's it's less of a racial thing and more of a socioeconomic thing, which becomes a racial thing. Yeah. Well, that's sense. what this person posits. I don't think there's been any scholarly work on this. You know, I think that, that conjecture makes a lot of sense. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think, I guess just everywhere I have been has been kind of dominated by white people. You know, I've never really been uh, in the South or in... You went from city. Vermont to a liberal arts college. Yeah. <laughs> to, well, northern Vermont, Pens- to Northern California. Yeah, Vermont to Pennsylvania to Northern California, yeah. So it's not like I've really had, I've not really been in culturally diverse areas. But, you know, when I was brewing in those different areas, yeah, I didn't really see a whole lot of people of color involved in it. In it, you know, we went to school, um, and although it was predominantly a white school, you know, easily people of color could have taken the beer brewing class that we did. And I don't really think anybody did. I mean, if you think about in the history of our show, I think we've only had—I can only think of one non-white person that's ever been on here. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I—I I, and uh, I don't think it's because you know people of color like beer any less or have you know a different palate or anything like that, but I. The idea that it's economically driven makes a lot of sense to me. Also, that we're not very cool, so we don't have any black friends. Well, actually, we don't have many black friends. I actually don't really have any friends where I am. It's like, Which is why we're doing a two-man you. show, because if I can't fill the third slot, you never can. Yeah, it's like I talk to you once a week and Becca, and you're like my only contacts with the, with the world. Well, maybe when you start up at school, you'll meet some, some hip youngsters. <laughs> yeah, because I'm always really nice to my classmates. <laughs> no, I was thinking, well, because Matt Latronica has been blowing up my Facebook lately. Yeah, he does some funny shit on the book. Yeah, 
And I was like, man, I was really mean to him for a little bit. And then I was thinking about that girl from JMR who I was really mean to. And like, oh, man, that was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's like the only, well, her and Matt Latronica are like the only two people I feel bad for, for being mean to. Well, Matt Latronica was a good guy who got a bum rap from, from his, what, I don't want to say girlfriend necessarily, but kind of girlfriend. He was a victim of faulty intelligence. Yeah. We, we worked with what we had, and what we had, you know, it's garbage in, garbage out. It's not our fault. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But I was just so mean to that girl just because I didn't really like her that much. Yeah. Uh, boy. But that's not so, interesting to anyone other than us. No. But hopefully that won't happen at HSU. Hopefully I'll be such a cheery guy. I'll be like Sam Adams in there. I have tons of younger friends. Man, that guy's so hip. So hip. So cool. Want to be more like Sam. Speaking of being uh, hip, I feel like a lot of that is uh, knowing the knowing the slang the young kids are using. Uh-huh. And I think that we could practice that sexually. <laughs> Sam, I don't know how many times I have to tell you I'm not going to suck your dick. I know exactly how many times, and I'll tell you right now, you're dozens away. <laughs> at least. Oh, boy. Okay, so I guess you have one? So I have, kind of a, I have kind of a nifty new spin on the whole thing. Oh, okay. I have one hint with two answers. Mmm, double trouble. Yeah, well, I'll, I've named it Double Trouble. What do you think about that? <laughs> Sounds great, buddy. Pretty good. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so same hint, two different answers, two different media. So one oh. one is a movie and one is a song title. Okay. So this is a... Uh, see, now I have to make sure I don't use words from either title. So i got to mm. pick my words really carefully here. So this is about... We'll call it a German sexual slip and slide. Oh, gross. So basically, somebody runs up, and as as they're taking off, as they're hitting top speed, they just scat on right, their way down. Everywhere. Yeah. Huh. And this is both a movie and a song title. Uh, one is a movie and one is a song title. Right, and uh, right. I'm going to let you ruminate on this while I grab a bush light. No, what? Really? I finished my beer like ten minutes ago, and these this the zest from these uh, pizza rolls is getting to me. But why do you have a bush light? Because I brought it over for D and D like two weeks ago, and I'm trying to get rid of it. Oh, okay. That's pretty much the same reason I drank a whole bunch of Tecate. Hey, Tecate's the second best shit beer there is. Wait, hold on. I have to be thinking about the scat slide. Yeah, you do that. So is poop in there? Not poop. But a variation on poop is in one of them. Poo? Say again? I, I, I cracked my can too loud. Poo? Poo is in one of them. In the movie, if that helps. Guess poo's coming to dinner. <laughs> That's pretty good. Think about more what the result would be. What would the aftermath be on this slip and slide? Covered in poop. Yeah, but it's like more targeted you know it's not covered is it a is there a streak yeah dude there is a streak 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 20 poo jump streak i think we did 21 jump skeet before yeah so streak and poo are both right and those are also the only two words in it Uh oh poo streak 
Yeah, Poo Streak based on Blue Streak. Right, right. And that's her movie. And it's really... The song could be described the exact same way as Poo Streak. You're really, <laughs> you're really looking for synonyms. Synonym for Poo, synonym for Streak. That'll get you the answer to the other one. Uh, line? Uh, plural. Lines? Yeah. Turd lines. There you go. Turd lines is actually pretty good. Turd lines and Poo Streak. I told Three Sex that while I was like really, really tired driving to work, and she looked at me like she was never going to forgive me. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I have one that just came to me that I'm really ashamed of. Yeah, do it. All right. This is about... <laughs> I'm not even sure you're going to get this because it's really not good. This is about some metallic gay people. <laughs> okay. Metallic gay people. Yeah. Robocock? No, not Robocock. Is Robo in there at all? No. When you say metallic, are you talking about an automaton? or is, no, or is... I'm, I'm talking about a, like metal. What kind of metals are there? Uh, steel? Yep, you got one of the words. Uh, oh, this is a movie, by the way. Is steel the changed word? <laughs> can't no. It can't be. Oh, it's not steel... Uh, see, so I have one from Steel Magnolias, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the one you're thinking of. I'm not saying that out loud, champ. I told you it was really not good. That's really not good. Well, uh, that the answer to this one will be left as an exercise to the reader. <laughs> God damn it, yeah. Tyler. That's really what I was trying to do, just encourage some listener participation. We're supposed to be such a culturally sensitive show. Uh, are we? I can't remember. Uh, so, think, speaking of stool runnings... <laughs> I was thinking about doing a rundown, which is a, this is a concept that I, I introduced to you, Tyler. Recently, I just thought of, basically what I'm thinking is, uh, every week I send you a bunch of beer articles, and you say, most of those are boring. I don't want to talk about that. And so we don't. So I have the pile of rejects, and I'm going to read the headline to you, and you're going to summarize it with uh, prejudice, with extreme okay. prejudice. I can do this. Okay. So the first one comes to us from CNN Money. This Bud's not for you. Budweiser, Bud Light, sales fall. The king of beers just lost some jewels from its crown. Well, uh, initial reactions, I'm not surprised, but I'm pretty happy. Okay, great. Next one comes to us from Brewbound. This one says Cal- Caligione. That's, a, that's somebody's name, and I'm saying it wrong, and I'm sorry, Mr. Cal- Caligione. AB kicked the tires? Okay, Steve. Good thing I actually read these articles, because I know what's going on. Uh, that guy is the owner of Dogfish Head. Is is dog, is is BA trying to buy out Dogfish Head? Well, they were trying to chat with the guy anyway. I don't know if they were trying to buy it out, but he pretty much told them, no thanks, you can come take a brewery tour if you'd like, and didn't meet with them. And uh, what is our official stance on that? Pretty funny. Word. Uh, next up we have, uh, again from mybeerbuzz.blogspot, Stone double bastard in the rye in half-liter bottles, which is, a, I assume, a play on their arrogant bastard that apparently is clocking at 14% alcohol by volume. Oh, goddamn! Is that, is that your review? That's all I have to say about that. Fair enough. This one's Georgia Bulletin. Catholic drinky, now that's in quotes, Catholic drinky blends faith and spirits and unique book on brews. Oh, uh... That doesn't sound good to me. Do you have any rationale? Or or does a snap judgment not need rationale? 
feel like a snap. It's just first thought, best thought, right? I guess. I mean, it was your idea, dude. <laughs> yeah, you got me. This is my responsibility. From craftbeerworld.co.uk, craft beer sales hit Guinness draft sales. Oh, see, this is something I'm actually kind of surprised about, but again, pretty happy about it. Basically, market share of actual craft beer is taking away from market share of bullshit craft beer. Yes, this is a good thing. Neato. Pastemagazine.com. Beer and ice cream together at last. I guess New Belgium and Ben and Jerry's are teaming up. I think we might have talked about this once a while ago. Yeah, we did. Oh, wait. No, th- now, this one, shit. I done fucked up. See, I, I'm not, I'm doing, I'm trying to do it too quick. I guess Ben and Jerry's did it before, and now it's Victory that's doing it. Oh. Uh, well. Well, Victory's a better brewery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I guess, uh, way to go. And this one is from Down the Road Brewery, and it wants to know whether or not I'm 21 years of age. (laughs) My snap judgment is that you are. Great. Some lesser-known beer gods and goddesses? And this looks like it's just a religious rundown of some brews from Pantheons, including... Mababa Moana Wareza. Oh yeah, Moana, well, he's my boy. I, uh, I wish I knew for sure you were making that up, but I don't know. You're a pretty well-read dude. <laughs> no, I actually have no idea who that is. There's also Pico, and Agir. So that's Zulu, Estonian and Finnish, and Scandinavian, respectively. What are your thoughts on that stuff? The Zulus have a god for beer. Why are Africans always poisoning themselves with jet fuel alcohol? Well, maybe they have another god to jet fuel alcohol that's more powerful. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess that could be the only explanation. I mean, I'm sure, like, like I guess the, the pantheon I'm the most familiar with is, is the Greek pantheon, and there is Dionysus, who's all yeah. about wine, but I bet you there's a beer god in there somewhere and a liquor god in there somewhere, that there were, like, lesser deities. I bet you they kind of fall under Dionysus' purview. Yeah, probably. More like perv view if you know enough about Dionysus, am I right? Yeah. Yes. Correct. Oh. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that was the rundown. R- let us know um, on Twitter at Breezy Tuesday or email us at BreezyTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com if the the rundown is a thing that's worth doing anymore. Oh, I shouldn't call it the rundown. Because that's the thing you do at the top of the show. The lightning yeah. round, we'll call it. Lightning round. That was the lightning round. And this, is, right, this well. is the part where I will forget to put in a cool lightning sound effect stinger. I guess it would be a thunder sound effect because lightning is... Right. No, I'll say I'll put in a lightning sound effect stinger so when I forget to, I'm going to be like, lightning doesn't make a sound. That's fine. Yeah, scientifically accurate. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I'm muscled down 12 ounces of my beer. Are we about rating time? Oh, uh, we can be. Yeah. I'm going to start. I had Ballast Point Brewing Company's Big Eye IPA. Uh, I did not like it. Like I said midway through the episode, this I think this beer achieved what it set out to do, so I guess I congratulated on that. But it is just bold, piney hops right at the front, and if you don't like that, you're not really going to like this beer. I don't like that, so I'm going to give it 2.9. I would recommend this to anybody who really loves American-style IPAs, because this probably is a pretty well-done American-style IPA. I, I don't know that I would characterize a piney-hopped IPA as an American-style IPA. Oh. No, I, I guess I think of myself as someone who really likes IPAs, but I also don't enjoy the piney-hop. Yeah. 
maybe I I feel like I like a lot of American IPAs. Hmm. I well, feel, so who wouldn't like it is people who people who would like it is IPA lovers who are okay with the pine. I guess I shouldn't say American IPAs because then it sounds like I'm talking about American produced IPAs. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the IPAs produced with American varieties of hops. Oh, uh, that's a good point. I guess I should figure out the, uh, now I don't even know what word to use, genealogy of some of the hops I brew with. Because mm. most yeah. of them I don't know where they originate from. Yeah, so I, I, that's more what I'm getting at. Maybe my terminology is a bit misleading, but yeah, that's what I'm talking IPA is brewed with Native American hops. Oh, now see Native American. That's a poor choice of words. This is <laughs> tough, man. This is tough. I just, yeah. Do you want to just maybe it would be helpful if you just kind of threw it to someone who actually knows what they're doing? Oh, great, thanks. I'll throw it to you, Samuel. Maybe oh, you I'm so criticize yourself just as harshly. I'm so flattered. So I had I think this says Bet Nest. It might say Het Nest. It might say Bet Hest. The the font on this beer is terrible. Ace of Spades, Chupinas, Amber, Belgian Ale. It's six point some shit. <laughs> it's six point five percent ABV, and it really is just like comes through as a watered down Belgian. So there's, I mean, there's some like nice spiced and corn notes to it, but they're mostly drowned out by just like boring flavor. Like, do you know how boring tastes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so kind of like gray. Kind of like what? Gray. Gray, yeah. I feel like it's a little racist. <laughs> so this this beer, I think, would serve okay as a session, but usually beers imported from Belgium are not that cheap, so that makes it less good of a session. Uh, I would recommend this to anyone who... I think this is a small subset of the population, but anyone who either really likes amber ales and is trying to branch out just slightly... Or anyone who thinks they would like Belgian ales if they weren't so flavorful. And now Belgian's not the most flavorful style. But, you know, boring people. Boring people trying to be slightly less boring should drink this. Okay. Well, what are you drinking next week? Let me tell you. Fuck. Oh, it's another really verbose beer. Oh, and it's... This name's not in English. Where's this shit brewed? <laughs> Two episodes in a row of Sam embarrassing himself with your name. Well, so this is in Spanish, and I actually, like, speak Spanish. Oh. But I don't know why it's in Spanish, because nothing on here indicates Spanish to me other than the title, which is um, Oro de Calabaza. Uh, this is a artisan golden ale aged in oak barrels. 8% oh. ABV... Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales out of Michigan. Now, motherfuckers, you're from Michigan. Don't don't throw these Spanish words at me. You haven't earned that. Uh, but a golden ale aged in oak barrels. I'm kind of. It's kind of too bad you're not drinking this, Tyler, because I feel like this is way more up your alley than mine. But yeah, I was gonna say it sounds pretty tasty to me. Sounds good to you. We'll see. Maybe it'll sound good to me. We'll you'll find out next week. Yes. Well, well, I don't have anybody to thank for being on the podcast this week. I guess. So I'm, you're wel- you're welcome. I guess. I'm not thanking you. I hope you're thanking us. Oh. Yeah. So, well, maybe I should thank our theoretical listeners. Thank you, theoretical listeners, for listening to Sam and I this week. Don't forget to email us at RuthyTuesdayPodcast@gmail.com or tweet at us at RuthyTuesday 
or comment on our links at com and tell us if you think the lightning round is something that should stay or just really anything on your mind. We're, we're desperate for... Uh, like a single thought, like even just if you commented like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I would I would get a little thrill of, uh, in, of uh, anticipation. It's not what anticipation is, but go ahead. God damn it, I'm ending this podcast. All right, thank you, everybody. Don't let the best keep you down. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You know what I have to go do, Tyler? You have to make that. Oh, no, you have to heat up a whole bunch more zesty tacos. Yeah, I got to go preheat the oven. All right, well, wish your butthole good luck for me. It's too late for my butthole. (laughs) (laughs)